I thought the man's dick was small, but I could not take it all. I was broken waist down. <laughs> just the two of us. Two straight guys in desperation, just the two of us. And now I'm sucking cock. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah. And you're like, now your dick is big. And so I'm going to have sex with you. We're two guys in a Frank Sinatra cover band. <laughs> and they don't know which one of us is supposed to be Frank. If I was a talk show host, I'd talk with the pen a lot. Another thing about me, and I'd go. <laughs> Hey folks, welcome to Back Fries. I'm kind of thinking across from me is Bruce Gray. Bruce is biting pens and you know licking sins. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely, all day, every day. How's it hanging, Playboy? Left or right or right to left? It's usually just kind of straight. It's, I'm a guy with a small penis, so my penis just hangs straight forward. Uh, I want everyone to know that this set. If you're looking on YouTube, this is a set. Is not only is is it something I'm comfortable with because you can see my whole jugs and gut, but it was already set up when we got here, and that's my <laughs> probably my favorite part about yeah, it. Yeah, we're just reusing a different podcast set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a different podcast takes place right in my own apartment, the Naiku Podcast. Wow, dude, you have a whole recording studio yeah, in dude. your house. I have a fucking. I'm, I live in a content house. Dude, that's dope. We walk around all day, and I'm like, didn't even notice you dung my jungus. <laughs> Dude, that's how the song goes. I think uh, I think it'd be good to review and consider some of these characters you've been working on. Oh yeah, we're doing. We've been doing big character development lately. Big character development. And, uh, I send him all kinds of videos of schizophrenic people. I'm like, buddy. Pay attention. This no, is a character story. Here's the big idea, the big thing. I had to do some characters for a thing. And so I had a big idea that I would hang out with my good friend Kevin Tinkin and Zach Stein. And we would do a small, minuscule amount of mushrooms. And then uh, we would just, <laughs> things would flow right off the top of the fucking dome. And we would just oh, be they crushing did. it. And they, it could not have backfired more. And <laughs> the, nothing good came out of it. We had a great time, but nothing we, no nothing uh productive came out of it other than uh, a character by the name of Keith McDinner <laughs> who is addicted to calling the police. <laughs> Which is Hey y'all, it's me, Keith McDinner. I'll, you know I'm going to be calling the police. So you in your mind it's more of a fun like a travel show, but in my mind it's a guy that's on like intervention. Yeah, He's yeah. like I can't stop calling the police. <laughs> Keith, Keith, where's Keith? He's in the back corner. Yeah. Nine, he found a payphone. One. Dude, is it uh, this this submarine, folks? There's a missing submarine. Are you familiar? With oh, Are you missing. The... I haven't heard about well, that's this. Not, that's I mean, I've heard about you it. You were crying earlier today when you called me because you you were under. You heard there was a missing sub, and you said you couldn't believe that something could happen to a sandwich so beautiful. It was an Italian club. Yeah. No, it's some like rich guy who like legit built. It looks like a bunch of propane tanks welded together, and. Uh, he could literally. There's a thing of him. He was controlling it with a uh, a Logitech computer gaming controller. Nice. And uh, they've gone missing near the Titanic. They were going down to check out the Titanic, and they're just off the grid. There's they're like four guys out. in there. I think one of them's a billionaire. No. Yeah. One of them's a billionaire. There's a rich guy in there who was like, I think they each paid like 250 grand to go to the Titanic in a submarine, and now they're fucked. Wow. I know. That's brutal. Yeah. I mean, is it? They're dead. <laughs> They're definitely dead. You think that the yeah? I mean, the guy. There's a video of the guy showing off his submarine, and he's like, "Yeah, I got this. Uh, uh this part over at Camping World." I mean, this guy just like made, built a homemade submarine, <laughs> charged people a million dollars to go to the Titanic, and he killed them. It's a. It's a. You never want to walk into a submarine place and they go, "It's a work in progress." Okay. Yeah, I you mean, know? I don't think they've found him yet. I can. I can do it. People are. It's very funny how much online people are just making fun of these guys. They're missing and are probably presumed dead at this point. And everybody's just like, these dudes are idiots. Like, no, there's not a lot of people online feeling yeah, sorry for them. I mean, most great discovery is done by idiots. You know, Indiana Jones wasn't like risk averse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, he, I mean, it's he not... was. People, if Indiana Jones was real and he died, people like, serves him right. It's truly, it's all, none of it. Have you figured it out? Wait, uh, absolutely. Yeah, he went on the, this. Yeah, 
now that like a CBS reporter went on it a few years ago, and it's so funny, dude. He went on it a few years ago and said that they were lost for a long time, and he just like didn't say anything. He just like was a part of it not working. <laughs> this might be out there, but could we have intercourse in a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you do? You're 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 stuck on a submarine. Something's going on. Nobody can find you. And it's you and four bros. What do you start doing? Dying. Sucking each other off. I mean, that's true. You got to, for sustenance. You know what I mean? I don't even know. That's, what the, that's how a lot of uh, soldiers and whatnot used to and via, stay alive. And WW2? I mean, yeah. You know, trench warfare was brutal. Yeah, you, you get know? sucked off in a foxhole. You get trench foot. You get trench balls. Oh, Nobody yeah. wants, dude, <laughs> you got to change your socks. You, you know get trench I mean? balls. <laughs> you got to be careful, dude. <laughs> And WWE, in the back of then, you know, they didn't have the treatment they do today. So you got a for case, trench balls. You get a case of trench balls. Those things are coming off. <laughs> and then you have phantom nut syndrome. Damn, dude. You go, oh, my nuts hurt. And then you remember that you don't have it. I bet that guy squished his balls the other day that uh, I saw getting that motorcycle crash. Dude. I saw a motorcycle crash the other day. This guy popped off of his motorcycle like a damn torpedo. You didn't just see a motorcycle crash, I you stopped. I well, yeah, I had no choice. If I would have kept going, I would have ran the guy over. Oh, I see. I wish. I, sh- I should have just kept going. No, no, no. I should have you... finally known what it was like to kill a man. Yeah, Bruce, uh, Yeah, you, you said you were dry heaving. I wasn't dry heaving. I definitely, if I would have stared at that guy's foot any longer, I would have thrown up. It was a, it was a squiggly line? It was compounded. I saw, the, I saw the milkshake, brother man. Uh, no, I was on the fucking freeway, and it all slowed down, and then this guy on a street bike hit the back of this Tesla and popped up into the air like a damn... Fuck. Fucking rocket! How come a Tesla didn't, you know, figure that out? Yeah, it was riding a motorcycle is one of the fucking stupidest things you could do. So fun though. That's yeah, the, but it's like you're you're just you're asking coin. to die. Yeah, you're begging I, to die. You every I think every biker is massively depressed, and they're like, oh, if, if I die this way, then at least I'll be dead. Yeah, they're doing what they love, you know, dying doing what you love, you know, riding a motorcycle. It's just not that. It's not that fun, but it's really fun. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? Yeah, of course. Okay. But right. I just don't... It's not worth dying. No, it's not worth dying. But that's what people do. You know, we're always on... The, we're getting closer to the edge, on the precipice of death. I mean, driving a car is Every time dangerous. we turn this camera on... We could be killed. We could be murdered. For the things we're saying. Instantly, dude. I guarantee you that there's somebody out there, you know, that could become obsessed with Bruce Gray. You know what I mean? And be like, triangulate the position based on... The, the way that they see the light come across the room from the window that's open. and I'd come here and kill me? I mean, probably come here and just want to get autographed. One time I uh, got into an argument with this guy, and he threatened to cut my head off with a knife. And then uh, the next day, a friend of mine came to uh, pick up a couch I was giving away. And uh, the person that was helping her was the guy who threatened to cut my head off. Really? Yeah, yeah. Who and wh- when and where? It's How? a wayward comedian. And did you uh, did you get your head cut off? No, it's still here. Are you sure? Uh-huh. He cut a different head off. Oh damn! Come on, so now I'm all shaft. <laughs> You're like super. That's like the super circumcision. Like that's how you get really close to yeah. God. You cut the whole head off. Can you get foreskin reattached? Yeah. Like if like if I if I <laughs> like if I like I mean you can do anything. People do all kinds of cosmetic surgeries. I, th- I guarantee you it's happened. I know that uh, if you want to get like re uncircumcised. Yeah, there were guys that would wear... I mean, back in the day, what your dick looked like could mean the difference between life and death. And uh, Oh, because it meant if you were uncircumcised, if you were circumcised, it was like... If you were... Damn, if, is that how they went They went through Germany whenever they were doing the <laughs> Holocaust and they said, show us your penis? And if you were circumcised, you had to go? No. So this would have been... This was when Catholicism and being circumcised was the national religion for... Uh, uh, who was it? Alexander the Great or something? And so you had to be a Christian. You had to be circumcised. So there'd be people that would fake circumcision, and then there'd be other times where they would want to go talk to dudes. You Is know. circumcision in the Bible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? I, God just loves it. He Doesn't lo- the priest suck you off when you do it and he does it? Yeah, you're supposed... Well, you know, as any good surgeon knows, you got to kiss a boo-boo, make it better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> What, what is that about? Is that is that what's the, is there any truth to that? That where people say that whenever they yeah the moil would uh, you know he'd bite would, your penis off. I don't know if they'd bite it. I know that that's like uh, probably how they would do it back in the day before tools like the the sharpness or whatever. But a moil, no, they learn how to cut it, but they do suck the blood 
to where it comes through to the skin to make it, so it's like new blood or whatever that comes out or but whatever. There's it's no like, machine. Oh, there's plenty of machines. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know they don't have to do it. It's it's, it's actually it's, really they don't have to do it. They want to do it. It's actually really messed up for you to think this is funny because this Dude. is part of a great tradition. Of uh, I got a great tradition. Now the my modern day moils don't do that. You know only the modern real day moils. Only the ones show. that are going to heaven <laughs> do it. You have to be really. Really orthodox. You got to stick to the original practices all the time, or it doesn't count. I'm gonna get my foreskin reattached. I think honestly, I don't feel right. I feel like a, it's like if a twin died. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like I feel missing. Do you think that they they keep it and he plays with it like a silly putty? <laughs> I I I don't know. I do know that that uh, I have heard about uh, mothers keeping the foreskin as like a token of i heard about mothers eating the placenta oh yeah that's actually there's like recipes online yeah for the what's and that's supposed to be good it's for supposed you? to be good for you how would you eat it uh i mean right out the pussy. yeah <laughs> i can't even say it it's like feels so right out you need it raw and put it over rice like a good piece of nigiri i dude i wouldn't do it we because i mean we went, <laughs> we went through like uh so like when you have a kid they ask you if you want to save the cord like some of the cord for DNA stuff because the cord has um, uh, the the good stuff in it for turn you know, into a straw, a silly straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best material to so make. Wait, well, a that's silly like straw. where you can find out the most about your kid if they're like going to be twisted off or anything. Well, you can find if they find that out, you know, from the time they're, you know, if, uh, I don't know how many weeks, but they, you know, I mean, they they literally will terminate births if there's too many birth defects or something. Yeah. That's going they on. tried to terminate me. Did they? Yeah. What came, happened? Came through anyway. You did? Mm -hmm. Did you rise? I'm a from... botched abortion. <laughs> rise... Look at me! <laughs> botched abortion. <laughs> Rising from a trash heap. Yeah, uh, I don't need no. I also mama. have been getting lately for some reason. Like, I mean, Twitter's just so gnarly right now. Where it's like you're scrolling through. If you're scrolling through videos, you'll just like come across like a gnarly home birth yeah. video oh, or something yeah. like that. I don't. And it's like car crashes, cops shooting guys. Yep. I I love it. I think it's it's just so I don't know. I think it might be fucking with my head. I just everything is so desensitizing. Yeah, that's why I, I don't really go on there very much. Like whenever I saw that guy crash his motorcycle, I wasn't like, whoa, that's crazy. It wasn't until he was like the aftermath. The part of the video that you don't see. You were looking for Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. No, it's like the part of the video that you don't see whenever shit like that happens is you see it happen and you see the person like hit the ground and then you're like, whoa. And then the video is over. But then like everything beyond that, that was all very jarring because I was like that guy was, I was like the only one there. Everybody else was like pulled off to the thing. Yeah. And I, I was like, Jesus, I'm just trying to give out, go out, give that guy half my water bottle. Dude. Wow. I had another full one, but I was like, you're not getting that. <laughs> no, it was so funny because I was driving back from my parents' place and I was leaving. And my mom was like, do you want a water bottle? And I was like, oh, yeah. And she goes, do you want two? And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get a Starbucks. I don't need two. You and did, then it's though. so funny that I all I had was half a water bottle to give that guy. I did almost offer him my vape. I felt like that was a good time for nicotine. Dude, you should have got him high as hell. Like, be like, dude, you want to get lifted, dog? Yeah. You should have, like, tried to find Should have given him a, a DMT pin. <laughs> this dude is laying on the side of this road. He's probably going to lose his foot, just crash his motorcycle. You ever... hitting, a DM... <laughs> hitting a DMT pin. That'd be crazy. Dude, you go, oh, fuck, are you okay? He's like, ah, ah. I'm like, the ambulance is on its way, dude. It's on its way. Should have given, him... given the beef, dude. A beat of four seconds. Hey, you ever do DMT, man? <laughs> I should have I should have told him to check out the podcast, or I should have given him a crazy, crazy beef stew, Dude, farted in his face. <laughs> you and Eddie both, you know, you gotta, you have to tell people about this yeah. podcast. You know, I watch you go up, and you know they'll say all kinds of stuff when they introduce you, but never the Bag Fries podcast. I never hear it. If anybody's plugging their podcast that isn't incredibly famous before they go on stage, it means they have nothing else. I mean, I I think it's good. No. I think it's it just, good. It doesn't matter. I always, uh, I love it because when uh, you get to see like what the other side of the person is, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But it's if you go up to a set and they're like, yeah, you know, this guy, he has a podcast called this. After the set, nobody's ever going to be like, dude, that was great. What is your podcast? Dude, I don't know. I disagree. I mean, I, I have I have multiple people come up to me afterwards and go, you wouldn't happen to have anything else where you I wouldn't could have listen a, to you talk podcast, would you? Did you want to tell people about what you did at Bobby's Pizzeria the other night? What? 
You know what you did. Oh, you fucking, you're full of shit, dude. What, dude? The Bruce fucking lays down a fucking uh, uh, a, ba- a snapper, a dude. A bassy chopper that I, I didn't dude, expect it wasn't it even to that like bassy. It was just, you were, we were on a literal L shape of a wooden bench. And Bruce hit it off the backboard. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> yeah. it was a bank shot. Dude. It was. It was literally, but it was like a horn line. If if like James Brown was on stage, he'd be like hit me one time. Dude, like, dude. Yeah, we were we were at the tail end of the of our mushroom uh, experience. So we walk over to there's a slice shop over here, and then there's this weird guy working, and then he's also the room friendly, is friendly, nice guy. Yeah, he's an odd guy. There, is there, he? He's, he? I was watching. I was still on this show. I was watching him. And I was watching him like do dance moves and talk to himself. I legit think that guy's mentally ill. Uh, hey, well, good. He's doing a great job. But then the music ended, and I leaned over in such a direction. And it's like a long, thin place. And he was at the back. Did you know how? If he you, was a good, what, 30, 30 50 feet yes. away? Yes. It was crazy. And then I, I, I thought it was just going to be entertainment for you and Zach. But no. This guy was also in on it, and he was he was he couldn't truly could not believe what he had just saw. Did you know? Have you ever played racquetball before? Yeah. You know how you like if if it gets so close to the back wall on the floor when you hit it in, you don't know if it hit the back wall or the floor first, but then you realize that the the trajectory of the ball actually dictates which one it hit first, and if you barely hit the bottom right before. And your fart just did an arc, like, all across yeah. the pizza shop. It was shop. like a, a rock skipping on water. And then you turn to me and go, hey, man, jeez. I went, oh, my God. You know what? It was such a shocking moment because I didn't – I truly had no intention of that guy being in on the fart. And I didn't think that guy would be able to hear the fart. <laughs> no I thought just, just you guys would. And so whenever I realized he heard it, I was like, ah, oh, shit. There was a moment. And he literally, he just goes – because the song, there was a song on before, and it went like, and then like as soon as they went quiet, I was just like, I just ripped a fucking chopper, yeah. And he goes, "Good timing." He was dying. Yeah, yeah. He was in the very back of the place, and that's when I was like, "Kevin, come on, dude." Yeah, that is unbelievable. Not cool at all. It's a crazy thing for you to do. And you know, I wouldn't belittle that guy's intelligence so much as to even deny it because. You know, it was so. It was such a him. ruse. He was so stupid. I probably could have said that was you. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's, that, like from the farting hypnotist. That pizza also stinks, dude. It was what seven in the morning. When? What time was it? Yeah, it was six, like eleven at night. Six after midnight. No, it's just yeah. It's not good pizza. It's no crust. It was late. We were walking. You know, can't you see? We're talking, baby. You and me yeah, walking. Dude. Hey, by the way, happy Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Maybe take a day off of hitting your kids. Yeah, guy. Hey, guy. Or if you're going to hit your kids, throw this podcast on. I have gotten the greatest Father's Day gift. Uh, We got to celebrate everything on Thursday. And then my family just left town, bro. They left town. They went to the mountains. And I'm going to, you know, see them. I'm joining them on Wednesday. Uh, But yeah, dude. So I've just been. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, dude. I even set up a mannequin in the bed so if a UPS driver comes by, you know, I pop up. You've been winning, winning the pooing around the house? <laughs> oh, dude, buddy. I tell you what, I'm shitting with the door open. Yeah. Uh, You're rubbing your ass on the couch? By, you, you and the dog are both rubbing your ass against the, the couch? Dude, it's pretty nice. Are you taking the dog with you to Bass Lake? Uh, no, because we're only going up for one night. Damn, dude. I know. I know. I, uh... We might do a quick turnaround, so we'll see. Because we've got to go to my dad's birthday, uh, which is on Wednesday. So I'm meeting them there. And so we'll see if we're going to go back home first or what's going to happen. Damn. You should hire a male stripper for your dad's birthday. Dude, I... Uh, which one of y'all is Jim? <laughs> why hire when you've got so many great bods in the family? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah you, yeah. you just show up and rip your clothes off and you have a thong on underneath. I'm like, I lost 15 pounds. <laughs> like you got a ways to go, pal. Oh man! No, my uh, at my grandmother's hundredth uh, birthday, uh, my dad was like, "You should come do your act." I'm like, no, come say something. No, I do. And I was like, "No, I'm not gonna do that." And then when I got there, there were like my cousins and my uncle like said a few things, and then my grandma afterwards was like, "I don't know why you didn't want to say a few things about me." 
And I was you like, can say a few things. And I was like, no. I could go up there and be like, hey, guys, so my kids are crazy. Well, that's what I, because I, it just got lost in translation of what I was asked to do. Because my dad was just like, yeah, hey, come on, get up there, you know, do your act, you know, be, come on, you're a comedian, get up there, you know, do a few, you know, you should have done crowd, You should have got crowd work videos of, from your family. <laughs> hey, folks, look at this guy. You're like, what do you do for a living? He's like, Kevin, I'm your <laughs> uncle. <laughs> How's it pay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, man. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that guy probably lost his foot. I Googled it. I looked it up online, but he didn't die, so there's no, the news didn't come out. That's why I should, I should have called the news first. Or I should have I should have done it like Nightcrawler. I should have walked up, started moving his body around, and been like, "Yeah, you fucking." He's dead. He's not even dead. He's yeah, like, dead body. Can you close your eyes? Yeah. He he was still alive. Yeah. Then these big ass these big ass bikers on Harley showed up. I had to help him. I was in the middle of the I five helping these dudes get a fucking bike out of the way, dude. It was nuts. I mean, you're a great guy. I should have took off on the bike. You're like the good Samaritan. Yeah, I didn't even want to be. Did you know why that story is relevant? What? The Good Samaritan? Because Samaritans were despised and looked down upon. For being circum for being uncircumcised? Uh, they were I mean, they were just not, you know, they would they wouldn't fuck with the like the Jewish priest that got robbed and left for dead by the side of the road. You know, it's it's surprising. So the Good Samaritan stops and, you know, helps. And it's kinda like us now, you know, where you know, being, you know, dudes, you know. Fact. I hate this setup so much. This Not the setup to your thing. This setup here where I have to talk with the microphone, like, over my shoulder and look at you. This is a bad setup. Come on. It's no good. I mean, we can always move it around. We could always just stop it and put the table back. Or we nah. could just face each other, you know, and move it's, the mics around. too late, dude. It's too late. We're in the bag now. We're in a bag. Man. That's been nice, though. Your family's out of town. It's been kind of nice, you know. I I love them, of course. I miss them. You can finally flip over the couch cushion where you cut the hole in and fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got saran wrap and lubricant. Damn. I'm gonna fuck the couch tonight. You should have you should have a party. You should you should post your address on Craigslist. Invite a bunch of dudes over. I dude, I would, but nobody would show up because my house is far away. No way, dude. If you if you you could, this is my theory. You know, like the postal service. Yes. How they go everywhere. They do. They can go anywhere and everywhere. You could have the Ted Kaczynski cabin, and you could put a thing on, like, Craigslist or wherever gay people post stuff, and you could post and be like, glory hole orgy tonight. <laughs> yeah, but I... Here are the coordinates, and people would show up. Yeah, but, you know, they wouldn't be my friends, though, you know? It's like, That's what I'm saying. You have a rager. You have a bunch of people from Craigslist. I like it. I, um... When was the last time you were on Craigslist? I had a misconnection from the time when I was at, working at T-Mobile from some guy that came in and was like, you help me, man, and you, your kind eyes. And, like, all this shit, and I was just like... Somebody I'm, put it uh, about you on there? Yeah. You're lying. Somebody typed a misconnection. You were working at the T-Mobile thing. Yes. That's and They gave the cross streets, yeah. I came in to pay my cell phone bill. And he wanted to have sex with you? Uh, I don't know, but it was just like... It was like... How did you see it? Somebody told me. What are they doing on there? See, <laughs> misconnections was always funny. Yeah, to read. that's actually sick. I, it sucks. Misconnections that, that... used to have uh, uh, a fair amount of comedians, like a fair amount of like I watched you do a set at this place, you know, shit like that. You that's... asked me what I did for a living, and then you did an obvious stock line. Yeah, Danny <laughs> Danny Williams told me there was there was one about me, but I don't know if it was sexual, but it was that somebody saw me doing stand-up and then he goes i th and i he goes dude what's what happened with that craigslist thing or what craigslist and he was like it was on uh, it, was, it was like a misconnections thing about you i was like what so i googled like i tried my best to find it never could find it that's just, uh yeah, but i, I did know. find other uh misconnections that were like you know you did a set about period blood on the third at uh in an alleyway and in I'm downtown my, los and angeles now i'm on my period and i want to Fuck. <laughs> uh, you told everyone that was was horny, and then you complained about people hitting on you. Who's horny? <laughs> <sighs> Man, this this setup stinks. It's okay though, dude. You're so funny because everything is like a hair in your eyeball. Like every, every problem in your life is a hair in your eyeball. It is. Every, like for and that's, me, but it's that's the way. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Is that no. not the way it's supposed to be? There are things that you want to let roll off your back, like water off a duck's back. Things roll off my back, dude. Yeah, but like this setup should just like, 
you should have said something before. No, and the, I didn't realize before. The thing is, is here's what happens: is I I, I fixate on something that's bothering me, yes. and then it's taking it. You're right; it takes up all of my brain space. Yeah, and then I'm trying to have fun and riff and do whatever, but all I'm thinking about is uh, I fucking hate this setup. Kind of. Because the camera's there, but it's like really, I'm just staring. Well, you know, at my apartment. I, by the way, when you said that, I'd never have ever had anybody say that to me before ever. What? That they hate the setup because my setups are kind of well known. You know, most people love my setups. Yeah, the punchlines. Yeah, I say they hate your punchlines. They're not always a fan of the but the setups they love them. Uh, I'm a big setup guy. Ugh. Dude, you gotta. I mean, let's change it around. No, Get comfy. It's too I late, want you to be dude. comfy, buddy. It's too late. All right. Did get on the, Oh dude, there you go. Fuck yeah, homie. There, now we're Fuck yeah, homie. Now we're getting low. <laughs> hey, this is a lowrider podcast. We're under the house right now. I also fucking hate I've been thinking about this too that beef all beef hot dogs are terrible. Yeah. I'm oh, I got one the other day at the Dodger game cuz I was like, eh, well and it it's just it's they're not good." Dude, can you do some of your characters? On the pond? No, I don't have any. Come on, you got some. They're, no. They're, they're quick. They're I, easy. Fine. I don't want to do them. I don't even want to do them in general. I'll do one. No, don't. All right, this is the problematic accent guy. Okay, here we go. Hero. You <laughs> like, is that good? No, that's a bad character. No? No, that's no good. The only thing that I do, I do, I think that the, <laughs> it, it, it is a funny idea to do a, a, a newscast where they're announcing that the Italian accent is off the table. And they're like, breaking news. And they like break into a thing. And they're like, today officially the Italian accent is off the table. Oh no. And then or they could do a big brokering deal where they uh they say that you can keep Italian, but you have to give up like Australian and oh. Swe- Australian and Swedish. No, because those are white people. You can do white all well, that's what I'm saying. You have to trade two accents to keep yeah. Italian. You could what do would the, you change? Norwegian is it's still it's still in there. Yeah. But yeah, Italian is I think that's a good uh I mean, you're really straddling the line. You know, if you're if you're trying to get on a show with like Patton Oswald or something, you know, and you're doing Italian accent, you might get bumped. Not at all. Italian accent is still kicking, alive and kicking. Nah, dude, a, Italian accent will never go away. Dude, Tony Soprano hated it. He wasn't a big fan. Of doing the Italian accent? No, of like uh of like Italians being portrayed by comedians. He said that. Oh yeah, he like Tony Soprano or James Gandolfini. Tony Soprano on the show. On like, the this show, fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, cause he'd always talk about how the, uh, they would always talk about how Italians were portrayed in the media, you know. But I think you know, I think they're all right. But that's also my logic for like most Asian voices. I'm like, as a populist, they're probably doing fine. I can do that, you know. But the, you can't. You yeah, know, Asians people... off the table. Indians off the table. Mexican Latino is prop is. Borderline, but it's pretty much, it's pretty much gone. It's like, does this? Do these go the other way too? It's like barely there, dog. No, they don't. Like barely. It's just a, a little. Yeah. Bit no, I didn't. Yeah. I no, I think Italian is the last of the non-completely white like, voice, voice voices you can do. Because yeah, yeah. Armenian's no. gone. No, fuck that, dude. I'm, no. just, I'm just letting you know what what's gone and what's still available to be. Okay, doing. where'd you get? Did you, where'd you get this list from? The it's, it's SAG. It's a, no, it's oh yeah, it's I, a yeah, SAG list. Yeah, from the uh, gay Hollywood elite. Dude, they try to catch you, man, on these websites because they'll ask you about what accents you can do. Oh, and you you oh you, baby, I'm checking boxes. You press baby. select all. Like, yes, sir. Yes. Do I Do they ask all. you if you can do an Asian accent? I mean, they literally so have funny. everything. You can the on these actor websites. They say, "What accents can you do?" And then they make you say that you could do a good Asian accent. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Southern, like, uh, what was? Street? Oh, Southern will always be there. Southern Street was one of the things. It was just like, what does it say for? What does it say AAV? African American uh, vernacular. I think so. Yeah, I think that I have seen that on there. The there's all. Can kinds you click of that stuff. with the biggest X ever? Oh hell yeah! yeah. Shit, shit! I, <laughs> I I type oh hell oh hell no! Nah. <laughs> oh, these oh hell no! Nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking. I it's mean, pretty wild. But I, it really bump. It really uh, plumps up my resume, though. You know, all those extra what, accents. Uh, <laughs> what would the what would the the level of the project be for you to say the n word in it? It would have to be something good. Yeah, it would. It would have to be a script, not like a student film. No. Well, <laughs> I don't care if it would be a student film, but it would have to be a script that makes sense. Like it would have to make sense for my character to say it, and I would have to like the script. It would. It, I think it would have to be like because 
I'm asking this because I saw a clip of uh, it was Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Of him, and he did like a movie where he's a Nazi. Yeah. And it's fucking the clip I saw is gnarly. Well, dude, he's the chosen one. It's fucking crazy. Did he have the same scar? But it was sideways. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the inward. It was an inward. <laughs> it was an inward pass. It was. He had to get branded on his forehead so that he could be able to say it. I mean, I I think it's important for uh, uh, actor to portray a role of people who exist, and there's people who exist in the world who say the N word, you know. And if you're playing one of those and it makes sense in the role, like I'm like, yeah, go go nuts. Yeah, because people give Tarantino shit. Outside of, J- I mean, Django makes that's it makes sense. It's uh, where, but in like Pulp Fiction, he really hits it hard, you know. Yeah, but people who give Tarantino shit, I equate those people to be like the same as like a mother watching a movie with her children. Like you're you're yeah. not like I, Tarantino has unquestionably made some of the best movies ever made in the well these I mean maybe ever. But definitely in his lifetime, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like he's made some insanely good movies, and he's very artistic. And he's very autistic. And he's very autistic. I have a theory. I think that he is a genius. I think he's very autistic, and I think that maybe he likes the way it feels physically whenever he says it. I think the way that his lips move and the way his tongue it moves around in his mouth whenever he says the n word, he enjoys that. Yeah. I don't know. Also, but a guy, maybe, but he's playing a character who's a guy in his 40s who's married to a black woman uh, in the, what is that? This is supposed to be like the. Pulp fiction? Yeah, what time period? 80s. Is in the 80s. So. Is he married to a black woman on the movie? He was born in the 40s. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. married to a black woman. And I could see him, you know, in that time in the 80s. Being comfortable with it, you know, as like I could see a human being being like it has been accepted enough for him to say it in his life to where he's never had much pushback, not much pushback. Probably it's the it's supposed to be, you know, whatever year it is. Um, and he's also like, sorry, I wanted to I want to read something that he's we, also a guy who's like finds the person that cleans up for murder. You know, he doesn't seem like yeah. a guy who's like. I need to look to this man for my moral code. He's a character in a movie, and it all makes sense to me, you know? So... Dead friend storage. This is whenever we were... Because we're writing a... Working on a movie that's like more of a period piece, and it's like about Negro League baseball. Yeah. And we were talking about like people using... By the way, your press tour for for this show is going to be like walking through a minefield. What's uh, what's it about? (laughs) Negro... League football or baseball? Oh uh, like, yeah. Like just <laughs> what is that again? The oh yeah, because that one guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the uh, <laughs> had a great. We had a great day. Went down to the museum. Yeah, like, trying to tell how much of a fun day. He I had. don't. You know what I think was going. You know what I think happened to that guy? I think that he was getting something in his earpiece whenever he was talking. Probably. I think he was getting something in his earpiece when he was talking, and it like caught him off guard, and he literally just like sped the word up. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know, but I, I uh, we were because we were talking about like the use of the soft A N word and like it, how long we were just like literally we were like I'm all three of us were curious about when that happened or when that came along. It's basically there's this book, autobiography of an ex colored man by James Weldon Johnson, and uh, it's in 1912. He said I noticed among the colored men, the N word was freely used in the same sense as the word fellow and sometimes as a turn of endearment. And this is the sentence that really made me laugh. He said, but as, but I soon learned that its use was positively and absolutely prohibited by white men. Which is <laughs> <laughs> just describing what, it. When was it written? 1912. Wow. But he said, he's like, I, I saw, I soon quit. It's absolutely prohibited for, like, yeah, he's yeah, basically yeah. like writing down this, like documenting what he's seeing. And it's like, I very quickly found out I was not, I was is not. Is he white? Um, I think I I read about this book and I think he maybe is like a half black dude. I'm not 100 percent sure because I did read about the book. Uh, By the way, a I, young biracial man. People's sensitivity to the the potential for racism uh, is never more prevalent than when uh, a mixed race person is doing a set. Oh yeah, that shit cracks me up to watch the audience 
try to figure out how to respond. Sometimes. If the person is allowed to say the N-word. If the person's a, a lighter skinned, yeah. like, you know, half well, There's black also guy some people that I've seen where it's like half Asian, half black comics that are like mm-hmm. skew more Asian, to, like in appearance. And like they go hard on it and people are yeah. like, I don't know, man. I always, I mean, I, I'm always, I don't know. I, I, when it seems natural, to, for the person to say it, it's fine. Yeah. But if anytime it feels forced, even if it's a black dude, I'm always, it's always a little bit like, mm. you're saying he didn't say it with the right accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, come you on. You didn't the right, yeah, not enough stank. Yeah. I mean, you've seen a, a, oh, of a course. guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just, it's funny because I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I'm also like, nah, not my business if, if, if it's not me to, you know. I know one of the same, basically the same thing that I, that that guy wrote in the book. I'm like, I just know that I can't. Yeah, yeah. No, I just think of the uh, the 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 state of the audience member, you know, especially like at the comedy store, which has a lot of tourism. So you get such a mix of people, and then if there's locals there, you know, it's another you know formula to add to it. So to see that happen and them decide to be okay with something, you know, and be like, uh, it's not okay. Oh, I have new information. Yes, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Well, that's if I was a, a lighter skinned black dude. During before my set, I would on stage bring up a very large printout of my twenty three and Me. Oh, you'd have to. You'd have to. That's well, a comedian. Chris Spencer has a joke that his wife is. Uh, I think she's Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. and that he's a black dude, and that she would say it a bunch, and then he like they like got into an argument because he's like you like you can't say it, and then she <laughs> like took a twenty three and Me, and she was like, a, I forget what the percentage was that she was like that much like a very specific African, and he said that's. That it's technically more than him, <laughs> and so then like, and there's like this whole argument they have where he like he got on his wife's ass about saying it, and then she took the test and fucking found out that she's blacker than him, even though she's like really Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah, very fucking funny. That's great. Yeah, those those type of like uh, like playing with that type of stuff is so funny to me. Yeah, and it kind of speaks to people's kind of. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a good tattletale, but there's also like it's kind of feels like it's part of the culture, you know. Yeah. So where people are looking for, you know, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, they did a gene sequence. Okay, it's all right now. It's I like just oh, twenty three and me is so fucking bunk, dude. All I found out is that I'm British, and that sucks. I haven't done one ever. Never. Yeah. I have very uh, full lips, though. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't think so. I don't think it's happening. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying I'm black. I'm, you saying, got, you, I'm not saying I'm black. <laughs> You're curious why you have such full lips? I'm curious why I have such full lips. I'm curious yeah, why. Why don't why, you do it? Uh, do it 23 me. I, I want to know why my penis is so huge. Yeah. You know, and I want to know why my ass disappeared in my 30s. Yeah. You know? By the I way. I want to do one on my dog, mostly. Yeah? I, I think I'm more interested in doing the one about for the dog than I am for, that I give a shit. Although all I found out is that I'm very, that I'm British. And yeah. I've talked so much shit about them. What if I had to call up Eric Lampere and apologize for all the things I've said about his people? <laughs> mate, it's improv. It's improv, <laughs> mate, mate. I'm your mate, mate. <laughs> he's, he's out there. He's going to jump the Caesar's Palace fountain on his motorcycle. So, dude, we... Uh, uh, <laughs> that would be dope. I'm excited to see what... The, he's doing that uh, reality show where he's driving his motorcycle across the country and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, that'll be interesting. That's great. Um, yeah, he told me, he's like, I want to get you... I had no idea what was going on. Uh, that he was doing. I didn't know how official it was or what level or whatever. And he mentioned something about it. And I was like, oh, whatever, like drive, like where am I driving? Like where where would you be? You're driving across, you know, the U.S. And he's like, oh, we'd figure it out. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that'd be cool. I'd love to drive a motorcycle for a stint, nah, you know, for a period of time. It's not even worth it, dude. I used to ride a motorcycle. I know, but I'm saying it's just, it couldn't I be mean, any. I've I've ridden a Vespa around West Hollywood before, and I I understood the joy of it, and it was a good time. I was also very depressed at the time, and so I was really splitting lanes and having fun. You're crying. I think that all <laughs> I truly think that all motorcycle riders are depressed and are looking to die. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're looking for the the coward's way out. I'm sad, and I'm on my Vespa. Vespa, yeah. I also tipped it over because I cut a I cut a U-turn too hard. Who's Vespa? Uh, Dan Nolan's. Right, I remember. It was like it's brand new, and I fucking tipped it over because I I didn't realize there wasn't a great like full turn radius. Yeah, on where it. is he now? Austin. Okay. 
Yeah, the promise of fame and fortune in Austin draws the comedians yeah, from Los your, Angeles. I and I say more power to them. More power to them in every possible way. I hope they have great opportunities. But I also am I'm not too sad to see you know a chunk of people go. You know, I hate it when it's my friends, but. Uh, other than that, I'm like, hey, give it a shot. Yeah, Dan rode his Vespa all the way there. Did he Dude, that's what Eric should have done. He should have he should ride a Vespa all the way across <laughs> the road. That's funny. Dude, you should ride a mini bike. Yeah, like Dumb and Dumber. You should ride a mini, uh, no, even smaller, like one of the clown bikes. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a, a 50cc motorcycle, not even. Dude, what if your manager comes to you and he's like, Bruce, I got a great idea for you. Look, ride a three-wheeler across the country. <laughs> you're going to do a cross-the-country wet t-shirt contest. You're going to be in a wet t-shirt. It's only going to be for men, large men, <laughs> and you ride your motorcycle. I'm going to put you in spandex. We should. That's what we should do. The million pound march, <laughs> dude. Let's do. We should plan a. We should plan a, a march on Washington, and all fat people from across the country ride motorcycles and whatever else to get there. Dude, that would rule. A, fa- a million pound march. Yeah, I just want to get behind a movement. It'd be the shortest march ever. <laughs> have you have you ever gotten caught up in a movement? Um, I probably cared about the Coney stuff for a good three days. Yeah. Yeah, I cared about politics for like three months, four months. But nothing ever swept you up like, say, religion. No. You know, or... Uh, Comedy. I mean, you were really into baseball, yeah, right? I mean, that yeah. was your whole... Was that... You would say that's your whole life for a period? That was Definitely. what all you thought about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that... So... You, now all I dream about sex, dude, Adidas. <laughs> but you did that, you did that, and then straight to comedy, straight to stand No. I did that straight to uh, partying and smoking weed and uh, meeting chicks for a year. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah, after baseball? Yeah. Because I stopped playing baseball when I was like 15. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, it was time. It was time to maybe smoke 16, weed and, and then pursue women. From then until <laughs> I was 18, I was that's all I gave a shit about. Interesting. Women and, and weed? Weed and... Partying and drinking and yeah, yeah, whatever else, dude. That's that that essence of you was hanging on to you when I first met you. What that you were? That's what you were down like. That you were wanted to party. Like yeah. you were a party guy. I, well, I didn't even like to drink that much by then. I mostly yeah. just like to smoke weed and fuck. Yeah, no, you. Fuck! I could tell you were a good time, but that's why I had that Dennis the Menace vibe coming off of you. I'm yeah. like this little rascal. He's he's gonna get me. But I was trouble. also so obsessed with comedy that I would do it wherever, mm-hmm. and so I would be in some weird precarious situations constantly. Yeah, you were like Jay Leno putting the, the hundred dollar bill on the counter. Yeah. I want to do that, but just with like a dollar. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, when I started comedy, I would take like dabs before I went on stage. Not yeah. even like as, I would just take dabs all the time and not even like. Think about think it was odd. Yeah, no, I mean you've uh, you've tapered off weed probably in the last what three years since you maybe when you moved to Portland. Uh, I think before that, and then I dive back in and dive back out. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. But definitely in the last four years, no, it was all blunts. I yeah, it was all blunts for yeah, like three years. Oh yeah, and that, that was a good time. Good times. It feels like pre-pandemic just feels like another lifetime ago. Yeah. To me. I, it's almost it, kind of nice. It's almost a nice kind of chapter divider. Yeah. Kind of like a very clear-cut dividing of periods of time. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, it's like, the, you know, with like 9-11, kind of the same thing. Yeah. No, and I think people changed in that time, too. Like, I, I, uh, I was talking, who was I talking with? Um, shit. He's got, he's got kids my age, and he was in the scene, and then I didn't see him until, like, last week. And we were talking, and uh, just trying to get his his fucking motor started again, you know, with like, okay, time to get back out there and get on the grind, yeah, you know. And things have been open for a while, but there's still a lot of people who are trinkling back in, you know. I mean, it also, it probably also gave a lot of people like a fucking clear frame of mind a little bit to be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Any and whenever I first started comedy, and anytime anybody would quit comedy, I'd be like, dude, what the fuck. Yeah, yeah, and now anytime quit, anybody quits comedy, I'm like, good for them. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> you know, yeah, I great do know. fucking idea. See, I hate it when you do this because I always feel like you're talking directly. No, I'm just like, saying if like, somebody, yeah, I don't, I just don't feel bad. Or <laughs> feel, I feel pretty much nothing at this point. Anytime anybody quits comedy, because I'm like, oh, good, that's a good. If that's what, if it's not, what I you do. do. I mean, there's certain people. I just the. The value of a natural meeting place for uh, a peop- a group of people that you can stand is so high for me. Like, and so when that pool gets smaller, 
And it's just like, okay, it's just another sea of random people that I don't know that I don't particularly love their stand up. And there's, you know, there's a chunk of people that I like them and I like their stand up. And so when they quit, I'm just like, fuck, you know, selfishly, you know? Yeah. I definitely grew out of the standing thing. I can't stand anybody. Well, yeah. <laughs> but like, there's certain jokes. Like, I always used to give Ben and Jay shit because I'm like, I love that joke. You know, that, that's a great, a great bit or whatever that I miss. You know, there's some guys like that too. Where I'm like, man, that's, they have a lot of good bits. And not in a, I would never want to do those bits, but in a way of like, that's a great bit. You know, yeah. You should just do the bits. You should just steal people's. It's material. not. It's not my. It's not my style. You know, my my shit is is uh, it's so uh, you know it's it's boutique just for me. Boutique comedy. Yeah, it's boutique comedy. Yeah, for but a also, very particular. I think that audience doing comedy long enough, you don't give a shit when anybody quits, and you more and more now more than ever, I understand why. No matter how funny some people are, they just never kind of cross over and never kind of click, and it's just like. A fucking work ethic thing, usually. Yeah. It's like, I would say 90 plus percent of the time, it's a work ethic well, thing. Well, that's why you see a lot of bad stuff get pushed forward because some people are just have crazy work ethic. Pit bulls. Yeah. They're just, they don't, they don't even consider half the things that are in my way. You yeah. Know like that mean? comic the other day who uh, DM Zach to say, what's up? And then Zach said, hey, I was like, go, hey, what's up? And then uh, they said, lol. And then just sent Zach a link to their website. Your your manager or no, Zach Stein? Zach Stein. Remember he was telling us that a <laughs> shit comedian that we all know. Uh, not anybody who listens this definitely doesn't know them. But a guy who like thinks he's the fucking man and is like a real grinder. Message Zach said, "What's up?" Zach said, "How's it going?" And then he said, "LOL." And then send him a link to his website. That's so wild. But it's like it's so funny because it's like what am, what are you gonna do with that information? What are you gonna do with? Oh, I got your website. Yeah. Now I can. Oh, now now it's all gonna work out because I find, thank God I have your website, dude. When I first got on Twitter and it started growing, like my Twitter grew really fast and then stopped. Yeah. Um, years ago, and I would, uh, I I had an automatic thing that would automatically send them a link to my YouTube <laughs> when they would follow me, and I'd be like, automated message, thanks. Here's a link to my YouTube if you want more me, and. It was just like desperation, you know, just like trying constantly yeah, I mean, that's pushing not, out. Yeah. There's so much of that stuff that's like they get, that gets in my way because I'm always concerned with because I didn't used to worry about being cool until like, you know, I, almost a decade ago. I tried to hand somebody a business card and Torio Van Groh like, don't <laughs> dude, don't do that. And I'm like, what? He's like, don't give people your business card. That's a, that's an ultimate new comic thing, too, though. Is yeah. Yeah. Add, like. Oh, absolutely. If somebody gives you their business card. But I always... Unless it's like people after a show and you're like, oh, you can follow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's literally just should just be a piece of paper with a QR code on it. Yeah, I mean, I've got all that. Yeah, I've got... I mean, I've got bundles and oodles. Uh, I got QR codes coming out of my ass. I'm going to get my my QR code to my link tree. Dude, that's good. A tattoo of it. Can you, I wonder, can you get a tattoo of a QR code? And Absolutely. It'll, and it'll work? Yeah, 100%. Until it expires. That sucks. You have to really keep up on that QR code. Yeah, if you lose that, you're in trouble. But yeah. you could always just go over it with new ink. You know, with a I new guess. QR code? Yeah, with a new you're QR code. You're con- you forget the password to one of your things. You're con- constantly having to get new QR Dude, what codes. Dude, what if you got a whole sleeve that was just QR codes? Different QR codes for everything? Yeah, Every tattoo. That'd be cool. Be pretty sick. Dude. I wonder if how accurate Facebook, how, wonder, Instagram. How, how, yeah, you, you just pull your arm out and it's all your links, and you're like, yeah. "What the fuck's up?" Dude, I could see a comic doing that. Yeah, of course. I wonder how accurate it can get though if it's a tattoo. I mean, it gets very accurate. It's yeah. I mean, as long you get as fat, you get you lose weight, you gain weight, it gets too big. Dude, yeah. I mean, as long as the 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 ratios stay the same, I think you're fine. But you know, who knows? Who knows how it would work? We're gonna have to try it. You know, yeah. we're gonna have to try it. Give it. Well, a I'm shot. gonna get good at graffiti and graffiti a QR code. Dude, that that would be dope. You could do it. You could do the little square method where you just take a little tiny square and then you blow it up and yeah. chop it up. I, Dude, I, I'm, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit comedy. You should. I, I've so been. Nice. I I told multiple people this that this would be the best time for me to ever quit comedy if I was gonna do it ever because this is the time where I could quit and be like, yeah, I could have done it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't want to. It's like getting offered a, 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 a professional baseball contract and being like, nah. So yeah. you could always be like, yeah, they wanted me to play pro ball. And I like said, the, no. The end of Eastbound and Down, like season four or whatever. He just, he's on the mound. He finally gets called up to the majors and he leaves. And then later on, he's talking to his wife 
And she's like, couldn't we just been with you? You know, we could just move to Texas and you could have been a pro ball player and we could have been with, no, that couldn't have worked. That wouldn't have worked. <laughs> <Nuh-uh>. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad idea. Uh, I mean, I think it is a bad idea. Yeah, of course, but it's, it's the best, this would be the best time. Would it? Of I all mean, the times to rather than be like, oh yeah, I was, I tried comedy once. I tried comedy. Yeah, it didn't work out, but then you could be smug about it and be like, yeah, I, it could have been something, but it's just not uh, not my thing. I, d- I got one major role, and they cut me down so bad. I don't know if I can handle that yeah. again. I bet that's happened to people, too. Dude, Plenty I of people. guarantee you that's happened. Dude, I, I, I mean, for every pebble in the road, it represents people quitting. You know, like, all. I mean, this town is full of that. And it'll be for random reasons, too. You know, Is there anything sadder than somebody telling you that they used to do stand-up? Or they try, they, they you know? If there's if there's any regret, that's that's what the sad part is, you know, or any like they quit for reasons outside. They didn't want to, but they did, you know. And I always hate that. Where I'm happy if anybody if anybody quits comedy, I'm stoked for them. But it is a bummer whenever people are like, "Yeah, man, yeah, I used to I used to do comedy." Yeah, I had to let it go, man. I started a I started filming commercials, so that's my main thing now. I mean, because most people that do. Quit. I don't know. Artists are so fucking dramatic, I guess, by definition. But, like, it's so funny to me because they're like, I'm done. I'll never step foot on that stage again. Yeah. It's like, okay, why don't you just be like... Oh, people who, like, post on Facebook about how they're quitting? Yeah. And why they're quitting? Because it's like, this shit's fucking unfair. Yeah. If, yeah, when I see that, I'm just like, shut up. Like, knock it off. Like, yeah. Because I, I also feel... I hate anything finite. You know, too, where it's like, oh, so you'll never like that's probably while well, I'll never, you know, have a, you know, be an officially quit a substance because I'm just like, eh, you never know. I think I definitely should back it down, you know, <laughs> but like I just hate the idea of just never again. Like, why don't you just say I'm not doing it right now? We just start playing footsie, yeah. dude. Uh, and then if you feel the desire to do it in the future, then do it, you know, and what do you want to feel like doing now? You feel like do that. Well, Especially here, people are so obsessed with fame and startup and whatever. So they're like, when they they don't understand that you could just, it's something that you could just do for fun. Yes. Well, I think, yeah, I think a lot of these guys too, it's like. I mean, if you're doing comedy for fun, this is not the town for you. Because it's not fun. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah. I, I, uh, I resent this town for that very reason. Because it's. It just it turned something that I love into this weird like relationship now where I it's like I I love it and it's everything but I'm looking for it and I get desperate for it but then but you also chose it to kills me elevate the relationship into being a toxic one by moving here yes absolutely well that's well I mean that's that's always going to be the uh, you know the there's there's p- checkpoints in my life where I'm like, hey, did I, when I turned 18, decide to go to college? You know, when I uh, decided not to go to pursue my master's degree. You know, when I uh, I decided not to join like this professional drum line at one point. Um, like, there's all these different points, and like moving to LA is one of them too. You know, delaying trying to do stand up is one of them. So it's like. I'm like, I got to fucking do this, you know? And then I come out here and it doesn't fulfill every need, you know? And I see you go through that too, where you're like, you know, I didn't think it would feel like this, you know? Yeah, but um, I think, yeah. I mean, once you realize that, that it's like, it's not the same feeling as usually, not everything, but getting something you really want isn't yeah. always, uh, you know, whatever. When I'm at my healthiest uh, mentally, I I fashion it in a way, that, in a way such as that, that I it brings me joy to do it. Yeah. And like logically the alternative is, I mean, it's the best thing you can do to get paid to do that. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, to, to entertain and not have a regular job that would be tops, you know? Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> I don't know. I doesn't have to be everything. It can just be a thing that I do because I enjoy doing it as opposed to waiting on the expectation of what's gonna, you know, come out of it. Yeah. But that's not, it's if you're living in LA just because you like doing comedy, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It, like if that's like your main thing and it's like whatever, but it's like if you live down here for XYZ reason, you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to 
do some stand-up comedy on yeah. the side. Like that makes sense, but it's like if you're like, man, I love, I'm having so much fun doing stand-up. I'm gonna move to LA, so we're, yeah. and it's so much fun. It's, a, I mean, but it's a totally a logical move, of course, to do. And uh, but then being like, oh, I hate this place because of it. It's like that. It, it is. That's what it is. It's like it just taints your relationship with something you enjoy. You know, yeah, a, of course. a little bit. I mean, that's that happens to any passion that you try to turn into a profession. Um, I don't know. I think it's always good. Like I, I'll go do bullshit. You know, mics or shows or whatever. For me, you know, and, and, you know, you'll look at me sometimes and be like, don't go there, man. I'm like, I need it. I need to go there. I need to get some stuff. I need to get on stage, you know? So, uh, because forever I was like, oh, I, I'm only going to do the good shows. And then I had no shows and I was like, okay, okay. You gotta wind it up there, pal. Yeah. But I mean, some things are detriment, more detrimental than helpful. Some of these places that. Oh, absolutely. Provide. A voice amplification system. I mean, it just depends on your state of mind. You know what I mean? Like the, I, I, I don't know. I, I challenge myself sometimes to be like, there's somebody who could have a blast anywhere. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I could be that guy. You know, I could have a great time here tonight. And, uh, you know, I'm just in a psych ward, you know, in a straight jacket. Like, yeah. you don't think I can have a great time? You're, you're in a fucking padded room, but they give you a mic and a mic stand <laughs> and a speaker. I'm gonna make the best out of this. That be that might be truly, that might be full, the most fully realized you could ever be is being completely insane in a padded room with a mic stand, a microphone, and like a speaker. And in your mind, it's fucking Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that dude. might be the most complete, like realized version of self that anybody could ever achieve. Dude, I'm really honestly going to jail. Save my life. I got so much time to work on my act. Yeah, you know, dude, you. I could definitely see you, and definitely at a younger age, for some reason, going to jail and like doing shows. Like I'm putting on a show in the cafeteria. Yeah, I basically used to do that in the type of shows that I would <laughs> do in Bakersfield. Felt like I was doing it in jail. Yeah, you're like nothing's gonna fucking stop me from doing yeah. this. These fucks. Dude, uh, you'd put a you'd put on a comedy show in Auschwitz. I can see you doing like, come on, hey guys, who's hungry? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> no, seriously, folks. No, come on now. Oh, man. Uh, what do you got coming up, dude? Light crowd. What happened? Let's no, land uh, it. Let's land the plane. What do I have coming up? Well, uh, go to uh, go to my Instagram. I post all my shows on Instagram. Me and Eddie got a live show coming up um, next month, so. Be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, I got a new podcast that should be uh, dropping in the next couple of months. Um, it's just a, a we're just dropping a chunk of episodes of a character podcast, and then you know maybe do another season later. But it's not like a continual thing. But it's going to be fun. It's actually really ridiculous. Yeah. That's great. I've been able to uh, be a full on idiot uh, for an hour, which is what it's all I ever want. It's your it's your version of padded walls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude! Uh, Comedy store original room this Thursday. Hey, nine o'clock, Agua Caliente Casino in Palm Springs. Had to sign a contract saying Ooh. I'm not allowed to drink, but I'm yep. definitely allowed to gamble. That's a great. Uh, they made you sign a contract for yeah. no drinking. That's. I wonder if that's my fault. Why'd you get wasted there? No, I drank though. He goes, you can't drink in the showroom. I go, okay. He just did it <laughs> I just did it anyways. <laughs> Like, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Well, that, th I think the most annoying thing to me is that I had to sign a contract saying I won't drink, but there's nothing that says I can't gamble. Yeah, So yeah, they're yeah. more than happy if they, you take the money they pay you well, and spend it gambling. You can also just step right outside and grab a drink. You okay. know, you just can't bring it on stage. I'm going to get a long straw. Yeah. It goes all the way through the showroom. Yeah, I, uh, I brought it on stage. Don't tell. Which is, I mean, it's a casino. I, I, casino, I, whenever I casinos try to get fucking uppity and like, cause that happened to me at a casino in Washington once too. It's like, I, we were a bunch of us there and we were wasted and I was like buying rounds of shots for like 13 of us cause I'd won a bunch of money. Yeah. And the lady literally, she, I was like, yeah, I'll get another round, 13 Patrons, let's do it. And like, she was, this lady literally looked at me and was like, Sir, this is a casino. And I, <laughs> and I like pushed back and I was like, yeah, I literally, I was like, yeah, you ruin people's lives. Every yeah. day. I'm uh, trying sir, to... Sir, this is a whorehouse. Like, yeah. Um, you're going to have to put your penis away, sir. This is a, 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 a room where you're supposed to have sex with people. Uh, put it away. Unbelievable. Don't tell Orange County this Saturday. Seven and nine. 
San Francisco, the 30th and the 1st. Comedy on State, Madison, Wisconsin, the 6th and the 8th of July. All right. We'll have other pods. Denver, all kinds of stuff, dude. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Can't wait. Guys. I love uh, all of you guys. Sorry. This setup made me want to kill myself. Yeah, you're very dramatic uh, about the setup. Uh, Folks, thank you. Sorry it's a day late. Uh, You know, uh, I have no excuse other than Bruce wanted to have a good time yesterday, and I said yes. You know, so blame Bruce for being a a great time. It was two days ago. I tried to get you yesterday, and you were like, dude, I'm so busy. Well, dude, yesterday made me want to fucking blow my brains out. I had a corrupted audio file. I don't know if you've ever been putting together anything and you have a corrupted audio file i spent over a hundred dollars on software that didn't work Are you get uh, your money back on it i'm gonna try You're but honestly years. i didn't even know how to contact anybody i literally was looking on google how to how to uh, uh get a refund for disc drill you know anyway all right, you're a corrupted pedophile, dude. All right. I mean, I'm I paid a hundred dollars to get rid of it. You know, I'm it's still it's still there. It's still there. You know, but I also have a tumor in my brain. I'm getting removed. So. Perfect. All right, guys. Hey, Love find guys. a man and kiss him on the lips. I'm Kevin Tegan. That's Bruce Gray. Goodbye.